Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where you get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. How do you reinvent your business? Whether to survive or to take advantage of an opportunity that you see on the horizon, at some point, your business is going to need to adapt. Joining us today, we have Randy Satterley, a serial entrepreneur who has certainly had to adapt and change and reinvent over the 30 years of the life of her company. We also have with us Lauren Satterley and Sarah Simmons, two ladies who run IsoClean, one of Randy's portfolio businesses. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So you can find out more about Randy and her various businesses, Lauren and Sarah at CEOExclusiveRadio.com. But to get us started, Randy, tell us a little bit about your portfolio of businesses and how they've changed over the years. Well, thank you for being here today. And it's a really exciting time for us. One of our businesses has just celebrated its 30th anniversary. So you talk about reinvention. And again, we've got other businesses coming, as uh, you had discussed with um, IsoClean, that basically started about two years ago, and we've seen major reinvention go on there. But I think the key thing, when we first started back in 30 years ago with Van Rand Communications, we were basically a company that was analog and digital, if you even remember those terminologies. <laughs> and we had PBXs where we had these huge cabinets at customer locations, and now everything is going cloud-based. And the biggest thing is, how do you determine what you want to do and what's on the cloud? We have new buzzwords. They're called collaboration and community. And we try to integrate everything together, including email, web chat, web conferencing, video, all these different communities that uh, are out there today. And as a CEO, how do you stay current? How do you know what you want to deploy and where you want to deploy it? I know that we had discussed previously that one of our biggest concerns as a nation is basically to create jobs. But yet in technology, you don't sell your product mm. unless you can show a return on investment. So how do you capitalize on what's best moving forward? And that's what we try to do in actually addressing reinventing our company. Mm. Now, we just recently, two weeks ago, announced a partnership with IBM and GenBand. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It very was, exciting. It was announced at in uh, Long, uh, Las Vegas at the IBM's Connections Conference. And what we're doing there, again, is working with integration. We're technology companies can actually use various vendors and provide for their own soft phone client. Uh, they can bill in the currency of the country that they're actually working in, and it just gives CEOs another alternative to better manage their business. Mm. So we just kicked that off, and we're working very closely with IBM, and hopefully that'll be moving forward within the next couple months. And so for IsoClean, it sounds to me like that was a response to an opportunity that you saw. And so I would love it if, uh, Lauren, you could tell us a little bit about the story of IsoClean and, and how Randy saw the opportunity and brought you in to, to help launch that business. Well, my mother decided to um, partner with one of her friends to go into this and basically saw a great opportunity, a um, bunch of healthcare associated, like, you know, infections, uh, HAIs, um, are definitely happening out there and we wanted to take care of it. So, um, she actually ended up getting C. diff, which is... 
uh, I can't remember. C. difficile. It's <laughs> yeah. a it's a uh, disease, an intestinal disease. Oh, so you got a, a disease in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It, and uh, it almost put me under, literally. Mm. So which made me more passionate about moving forward on how do you make hospital rooms cleaner and safer so that this condition doesn't continue. But Sarah is our uh, VP of sales. And um, she would like to add something, I'm sure, since yeah. she gives this pitch yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, well, when we were coming up with the idea of IsoClean, we were looking at what the healthcare space was missing. And we know um, from meeting with several of the EVS directors with the janitorial services and meeting with the infection controlled nurses that they don't have a lot of time when they turn over patient rooms. And so when they're going to clean the different rooms, according to the CDC, of surfaces can be missed. Mm -hmm. And as you know, if you have a person that goes into that room where there was a previous patient with any sort of uh, multidrug resistant organism like your MRSA or C. diff, Mm -hmm. um, you have a very high chance of actually contracting that Mm -hmm. if they were not able to clean that room thoroughly. And unfortunately, some of these bacteria and pathogens can live on the surface for days and even months. So what we wanted to do was create a system that could go in quickly, overhaul the entire room, and actually treat the high-touch, low-touch, and hard-to-reach surfaces. And we can do that in about a minute. Mm. And I guess the question for me as we think about CEOs who are listening to this show, Mm -hmm. in working with some of them, I mean, one of the things I counsel is not to get distracted. And so I'm wondering, Randy, how do you think about, like, I need to focus on Van Ran and the company that I'm in to do these great things like get IBM as a strategic partner, but then have all this other stuff going on that doesn't, isn't, I mean, it's in healthcare, it's in a completely different industry. So how do you keep that from being a distraction and pulling energy or resources from your core business? I think that's an excellent question and one I ask myself every day. (laughs) But I think we um, all have a very high energy level. And as a result of that, we're able to say, okay, what do we want to accomplish today? And I think if you set your goals and your business plan as to what you want to accomplish and what your milestones are, then you know pretty much whether you're marching towards where you need to be. Plus, I have a wonderful team. Lauren runs one of my companies. Megan runs another. Megan, my other daughter, who runs the Van Ran Communications, could not be here with us today because she's got a major client meeting. And Sarah's my VP of sales, who does an excellent job. So I think it's not only the leadership of determining what we need to do, but secondly, having the right people to execute your vision that enables you to stay focused, back to your point, and make sure you meet those milestones. Mm. So take us back to, let's say, the moment when you were thinking about starting IsoClean. What was in your head that had you say, okay, I think this is really an opportunity. I think that this is something that I should pursue. What was that thought process, aside from, you know, obviously having a a situation, like a story, like a compelling reason, personal reason for wanting to, to make some change? Tell us about the business case for IsoClean when you first got the idea. Well, initially, I turned down this opportunity because I was so busy with several of my other companies. Right. So I basically said, if this opportunity still exists in January, I'm very interested in moving forward. Mm. And it still did exist in January. And I guess I'm at the point in my career where I actually sit back and say, what do I want to do now? Because I've got an excellent team to actually run my businesses. 
So this one we saw where we could make a major impact, where we could change lives and save lives. And the whole thing is so simplistic. I mean, we apply using an electrostatic sprayer, and literally we can walk into a hospital room and completely clean it in under one minute. This makes it safer not only for the staff who actually have to go into these rooms, but also for the patients, because I still feel that I picked up the C. difficile spore, as Lauren had mentioned, when I was back in the hospital. So seeing how we could be game changers and change lives and improve lives, that's what motivated us to move forward. We have gone through so many renditions on this, it's been hysterical because, again, I came from a telecommunications background and all of a sudden we're dealing with cleaning uh, products and disinfectants and it's like, wow, how are we going to learn all this? So we put together our economic model and, again, as you know, with any startup, you have to have some deep pockets. So we've been very blessed that we've got the right people on board who share our vision and recognize what a game changer this could be. So back to the theme of, of adapting, how do you know that it's time to make a change? Well, I was going to say for the technology, we definitely figured out that we had to make a change for the healthcare um, and basically almost anywhere because our product can be used almost anywhere. But uh, the way we deliver our product is the changing technology that actually is more advanced than um, anything that's out there today. That would be basically our adaptive changing and knowing that we had to, we had this like niche market that we could totally go deliver on and make it a huge market. So that's basically what we're trying to do right now with all the different businesses and just everywhere. I mean, this could be used on cruise ships. It could be used Mm. in airplanes. It could be used in daycares and schools and, and everywhere else, but everywhere, everybody comes home sick every fall and, you know, winter. Yeah. And, Everybody always blames the kids, but we could go take care of it at the school level, and then we wouldn't have to worry about that if we needed to have that happen. Mm -hmm. Or we could go further more and take care of it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, and flying, I mean, everybody gets sick when they fly. So, (laughs) you could totally go take care of it there, you know? So, like, that's what we were like, what can we do to make the world better and us better and all of us just not get sick? Mm. So, And I think back to your saying the focus of when do you know it's time to shift. Um, again, when we had this started this telecommunications company 30 years ago, you know, you, if you don't grow, you go. Everybody's heard that <laughs> statement. And we know that so many new businesses fail in the first five to 10 years. So we recognize that as the platforms were changing and the new focus on internet and social media and blogging, et cetera, that unless we got on board with a new product offering to address the needs of the business and the community, that there was a high probability we would be in that go category. And that's none that I ever want to be in. (laughs) And so, Sarah, Mm -hmm. Lauren just mentioned a whole bunch of different, once again, this uh, plethora of opportunities. She said schools and education and athletic departments (laughs) and cruise ships and hospitals. Mm -hmm. What's your approach to to focusing on which market and evaluating which market is the best one? Well, we started with the gold standard, which is the healthcare market, because if you can get into a hospital, then you can pretty much get into anything below that because it is a very, it's a very steel door to be able to get into the hospital system because you're dealing with the most immunocompromised patients. From there, what we've done is they've done a lot of external testing, and we've actually grown it out into athletic departments to prevent MRSA outbreaks. Um, As you've probably heard with the NFL, 
They've had players that have been completely taken out of their career because they have contracted MRSA, whether it was in the locker room, whether it was on the AstroTurf field for the practicing field or from their equipment. And this is something, again, that can apply to all these different locations. Germs are still good. We still need them in order to build up our own immunity. But for those that have any sort of immunocompromised situation going on, we want to help take care of that situation. So we started with the healthcare and we slowly grew it into the hospital. I mean, I'm sorry, the hotels, athletic departments. We're trying to get it into some schools to prevent, you know, flu outbreaks from happening. Of course, with daycare, hand, foot, mouth disease is a big deal. And pretty much anywhere where you can see an application where you have a large amount of people congressing into one area where they can pass germs around pretty quickly. Mm. Randy, it sounded to me in terms of the takeaway for CEOs who are listening that you were looking at market data to determine the change, like that this is, it was time to start making some changes in Van Rand and then also similarly with IsoClean in terms of the the need for um, disinfectant and and some of the changes that are happening with the Affordable Care Act. What exactly, what data were you were you looking at? Or what, did you just do it from gut feel? Because that could be true. I could have a mistaken assumption. Well, I think there's multiple sources of data. And um, I think that you always have to keep your ears open to everything that's going on. Um, I love to read the Wall Street Journal. Um, I love to hear what's going on in the field of medicine and the field of business in general and new technology. And I think kind of trying to keep your finger on the pulse. And then as a distributor for both Avaya products and GenBand, uh, they also come out with new novel offerings that we basically have to adapt for what we're doing. So I think all these things weigh in together. But again, if we really feel and have passion for a product, we're going to take it forward. And that's what I think we have with both of these companies. Great. Well, for everybody listening, we're talking to Randy Satterley, Lauren Satterley, and Sarah Simmons. Randy Satterley is a serial entrepreneur, and Lauren and Sarah are running one of her portfolio companies called IsoClean. So we usually like to spend the second part of the show talking about the team and the relationship. And you're working for your mother, which I love my mom to death. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could never do that. Um, and, and Randy, you, you made a really important observation. I think you said that, um, that a part of the reason why you can do so many things is that you have a really great team. So what is your best advice for CEOs? And I'll pass this question around to all of you. What is, what is your best advice for CEOs on building a high-performance team? Well, first of all, I think we've all heard about that proverbial bust. And if it hits you, what's going to happen? So I think that's always key that in my managerial style, I say I always want the team approach. I want everybody to know what we're doing. I want everybody to weigh in. I don't believe in job descriptions per se because I think everybody has value to add and I want everybody to know a little bit of everything. We always say that everybody's a salesperson in all of our companies because they represent the value systems of who we are and what we're going to be doing. So in determining, obviously, who's going to be on the bus, you want to make sure that you have the right skill sets, which is kind of a basic. But I look beyond that. I look for people who are going to weigh in. And if I'm going off on a tangent that they think is wrong, they're going to yank me back. And believe me, this crew does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, with the new company, there were so many things that we had to learn about rules and regulations and governmental requirements and the qualifications and testing, et cetera, 
that uh, we were just exposed to a whole different area, none of which of any of us really had that background. But I wanted to say that this team actually dug into it, learned it, and it's made us so much better and so much well-informed, better informed, because now we know from the ground level up what we're doing and nobody can pull the wool over our eyes as a team. Great. What about you, Lauren? What's your best advice for building a high-performance team? Go with your gut. Mm. If you believe in somebody, then, I mean, anybody who you're with, I mean, Sarah is an amazing salesperson and she's amazing in so many arenas. And obviously Randy, with all of her background, she shows that over and over again, she's able to progress and push past everything. Yeah, basically hire somebody who knows a lot too. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sarah? Um, Well, I think it's really important that each person kind of has their designated role but can also work as a team. So, you know, when it comes to the technology side of IsoClean, Lauren Satterley takes care of a lot of that. She takes care of a lot of the the external testing. Um, She works very closely with our labs that are doing any of the testing on our formulas and our chemicals that are out there. And then, of course, Randy has to do a lot of the legal paperwork background stuff and that none of us like to look at, but occasionally she'll try to force us to learn. Be uh, <laughs> and then, you know, and it's it's just really important to get, like Randy had said, everybody's input. We will have meetings in the office and we'll actually even bring in the office manager into it because we believe everybody can give us some different ideas. And sometimes you get a tunnel vision effect where you're just so focused on moving forward in the same direction all the time. You need someone from the outside to say, have you thought about this? Have you looked into this route as an option? We're kind of like, oh, no, we never we never really thought about that. And it can change our entire marketing strategy completely into a 180 degree just by bringing an extra person in who doesn't have to focus on it 100% of the time, all the time. And just one thing I wanted to add on this, um, again, with my team, I am looking to do less and less and go into areas more that I want to explore on my own. And they always say, hire people who are smarter than you and brighter than you, who can do a better job than you. And I feel that's the team I've got in place right now. One of the things I hear in in terms of your culture, um, and culture is a word that's been used a lot by the CEOs that we've had on the show, is is you said a couple things. One is transparency, um, that you share a lot of information with your team. Um, the second thing I heard is that you have an environment in which challenging um, challenging each other is also really important. Uh, give us some examples of, of of exactly how you are transparent and what advice you give you would give to others or other CEOs listening about how to be transparent. That's a great question and one that I think we've addressed at and multiple intervals here as we were rolling out this product which was initially started as a research and development product as a cleaner, and then with a unique application way of uh, applying the product, we ran into so many problems. And we didn't run into molehills. We ran into mountains. And every time we would hit another mountain, we would convene another team meeting, and we chipped away and chipped away. And here we are now almost to the point where uh, we have uh, actually submitted and are working closely with uh, the EPA moving forward. Can't make any claims yet because we don't have our EPA number at this point, but uh, we're very excited about it. But I think without the team's input and all the different problem areas that we were addressing, we wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. So that's one area of transparency. 
as far as challenging is concerned, the less I can do, the better off my team is <laughs> And we, as we move forward. Go ahead, Lauren. Well, I was just going to state that we do have an EPA, EPA registered product that we do sell and we can make claims on. So we do have one that we are pushing forward with that we don't. But that's gone so far up in the EPA that I'm pretty sure that we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. <laughs> but um, but yes, yeah, so we do have one that we can make claims on. I did just want to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. And, and thank sure. you for clarifying that. Yes. <laughs> and what what are you? How do you see the transparency showing up at, at IsoClean and in your interactions with Randy? Every day is a challenge that we something else that we have to you know basically grow from and try to figure out how to conquer it. Between yeah, like EPA re-registrations of the quads and going through um, different like processes and procedures and uh, team members leaving or, you know, new team members coming on, you know, every day there's something challenging and we come together and we work through it and we figure out what we need to do. And Mm -hmm. it might be a long day, but in the end, we get it done. So, and we we don't tend to hide things from each other. We kind of put it all on the table, the good, the bad, the ugly. And that's kind of how you can at least you can work through it because if you turn an eye to the bad, then you're never going to get past it. So that's something that we have, you know, through the challenges of starting a new company, we have been very open and honest about with each other so we could figure out how to get past it. And we've done it pretty well. Because <laughs> I think one of the key things in all the business operations is integrity. And one of the things we've always demanded and I've always built the companies on and I believe have a good following for customer loyalty is always tell the truth. As bad as it is, get it out there. Be honest with your customers. Be honest with your providers and you're going to succeed. Why is that so hard? Integrity is such a big word. It's such a huge word. Why is it so hard? Because people say you should have integrity and then people don't want to address the problem and be put at fault. No one ever wants to be put at fault. So having integrity, basically, you have a good shell on your body and you're willing to go take what just happened, if anything, is your fault. You know, I think that having integrity is um, just being able to go and just take care of it and and put it all out there and be willing to grow from that. Because obviously admitting a fault means you're willing to grow. Well, and I think part of it is the fear of losing the sale at the end of the day if you come out with the honesty. But truly, if you let the customer know what's going on, you tend to win them over nine times out of ten versus if you hide it from them and then they think you're lying about something else. So sometimes if it is something on you, you got to come out and just say it. Even Even if there's a chance of you losing that sale, it's worth it to build that trust with the customer at the end of the day. And I think we always tell our employees, we'll defend you if we know the truth. You know, just let us find out what the truth is. We're going to make it right. And Mm -hmm. I think that served us well all these years and we'll continue to do so going forward. Mm -hmm. What's your approach to dealing with conflict? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think conflict gets us motivated. I think initially when you have conflict, you say, oh, my heavens, what's going on? But then if you pull back and you actually sit down and you analyze what's going on, You address it, number one, and you determine a plan of how you're going to implement it, number two. And at the end of the day, it makes you stronger because you've resolved this issue and you've resolved it as a team. I also think conflict makes you grow because anytime you have something in front of your face and you're like, I have to address this, it makes you look at yourself and look at our team and we tend to grow 10 times more when conflict is thrown our way. I actually prefer it because that way when I get it, 
I'm like, okay, I can, I can conquer you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to move flat, like past that and do what I need to do and grow from that. So I think we all kind of prefer it in a way because we, we've gotten so used to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> if there was a day without conflict, it'd be like, whoa. <laughs> it'd be eerily quiet, right? Yeah, it's like going out in the New York streets and seeing no cars out there, you know, right. like crazy. So. Great. So um, tell us about new and exciting things that are happening at, at uh, Van Ran or any of your portfolio companies that you think the listeners would be interested in hearing. Well, I'll start first with the Van Ran and again with this partnership with GenBand and IBM Connections and the cloud and the ability to really take this global using alternate providers and carriers and the more efficient way to do it and the easier way to do it. I think this is new. It's exciting. It's on the horizon. It's coming forward. And I think that's one major area that we're addressing. Another area, again, with IsoClean, We believe that that is going to be absolutely huge. We've had more people tell us how this is the easiest system to use, the most cost-effective. The comments we've gotten back from hospitals about how easy it is to apply. Why isn't this a standard at this point? So we're moving forward on that. We've got another company that we're bringing into our portfolio, which is going to address repairing the infrastructure, uh, the concrete bridges and... um, uh, the uh, concrete roadways. Out That's another there. hot, but hot, hot industry as well. I guess. Yes, a lot pavement. of talk about <laughs> a bunch of pavement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> especially now. But we're focusing on the concrete arena, so we're just getting that one up and going too. And we've got a couple other behind others behind us, but they all seem to come together. And we're saying, why are we looking at these companies? Because again, they're changers, they're lifesavers in many instances, and we think that. At the end of the day, they're going to make a difference in improving people's lives. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for a wonderful show. Thank you. Well, thank thank you. you. For everybody listening, you've been we've been talking with Randy Satterley, Lauren Satterley, and Sarah Simmons. Uh, Randy Satterley, Satterley is a serial entrepreneur. She owns Van Rand Communications and a number of other companies um, for whom Lauren and Sarah um, are serving as leaders. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a productive, prosperous, and very profitable week. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.